This is the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com. Before we get to today's episode, I'm pleased to announce that my new television show has just aired its first episode. It's called Triangle Be Well, and it's on the Nissan Communications channel, and you can find the link in the menu bar at the top of plantyourself.com. The first episode, I talked about informed consent in medicine, and informed consent is really one of the bedrocks of modern medical ethical practice, which is that anyone has the right to be informed of the risks and benefits of any procedure, drug, diagnostic test, anything before agreeing to proceed. And we do not have that in this country. We have uninformed consent where we're told, do this, and we say, okay. And we have misinformed consent where we're given vastly overrated benefits and vastly underreported risks associated with various procedures. And we're not informed at all about diet and lifestyle choices or even things like older generic drugs which with a much more favorable safety profile because the money isn't in them anymore. And I talk about this in a plant-based podcast because even if you're eating plants, even if you have a perfect plant-powered diet, you're still at risk in this country because even if you're well, and even if you understand that food trumps medicine, you're still one screening test or one annual checkup away from becoming a disempowered patient. So just to add that I'm a patient advocate and a patient educator, and I work with my clients to keep them from becoming trapped in the medical system. And if you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to trianglebewell.com and download the Healthcare GPS report. Now to today's episode, Jay Oliveira and Michelle Mensch are pretty much poster children for an athletic plant-based lifestyle. And when I say poster, I mean that literally, if you go over and uh, check out their Instagram feed or their thriving plant-based website, um, there is a certain amount of sex appeal to this couple. And they use that along with being interesting and very helpful and very soul-based to spread the message of plant-based lifestyle, plant-based nutrition. One of the reasons I want to interview this pair is that they are social media ninjas. Michelle has about 85,000 followers on Instagram. They have 29,000 or so subscribers on YouTube. And I just checked my own YouTube stats for Plant Yourself, my channel, and I have almost 100 subscribers. So I clearly have a lot to learn and I want to talk to them about how they spread the message, how they think about their audience, their own personal transformations, and how they keep it real in a social media environment in which it's so easy to just fake it for your audience and for the next video. So without further ado, Michelle Mench and Jay Oliveira, welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. Hi, thanks Hi. for having us. Thank you for having us, Howard. A great pleasure. So let's start with just you know what you what you do, um, where people can find you, and kind of what what you're up to right now, and then we'll dive into all the interesting backstory and questions. Okay, we uh, we're partners in life, and we spread the uh, whole food, plant based, vegan message. Um, we started on our social medias a few years ago. I started a little bit before Michelle with some YouTube and a Facebook. And then in the last, about six, seven months ago, we launched our website, Thriving Plant Based, 
So now we're uh, spreading the message full time. It's been a great journey. Awesome. Yes, and then teach yoga. We have full length yoga tutorials on our website, and we coach people in plant based living. Michelle's been doing yoga now for almost 16 years, so, and uh, there wasn't a lot of people following us doing a lot of yoga, uh -huh. so we wanted to spread that message as well because I think it creates an awareness and, uh, you know, really opens the mind to new things in this lifestyle, for sure. Mm, for sure, they go hand in hand. Right. So, so when, when you guys met, were you both into yoga and plant-based? Jay was not into yoga. We're just getting Jay into yoga now. But um, I'm a, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So I should be doing yoga every day to help with that. You're getting better at it. You're being very consistent, and it's, it's helping, yeah? Yeah, my body feels the best I've felt in a long time. I'm not sore at all. I had, I had some lower back pain early in the year, and the yoga has really helped along with the chiropractor. Um as your question, I, uh, Michelle and I met online through... Um, yeah, I think I was just starting to go plant-based when I found Jay's Facebook page and I started following him and and that's basically how we met, is through social media, which is how all vegans meet other vegans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody knows vegans in real Yeah, they're all in the computer. <laughs> uh -huh. So that's so nice that each, each, each of you... Uh, was the other's teacher in a certain sense that each of you brought brought ah, something absolutely. to the table that the other yeah, that appreciated? Sure. I never thought of it that way, but yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, I, I start. I'll start with you, Jay, because I knew know of your work longer. So you were the the plant based athlete, the PBA, and you've been doing I guess Brazilian Jiu Jitsu competitively for what six years now. Yeah, I started training in two, uh, March of two thousand and nine. Correct. Gotcha. A little over six and a half years ago. And were you plant-based when you started doing that? I, w I was not. I was, uh, I was not. <laughs> I was, uh, when I started jiu-jitsu, I was eating, you know, I'd lost a lot of weight since then when I moved to Hawaii in 2002, 2000, uh, sorry, January 2003. I'd lost a lot of weight. I was working out consistently, but I was not uh, plant-based at the time. Uh, about two years into it, I went, I went uh, plant-based, and I noticed huge improvements immediately. I was really struggling with a lot of inflammation, especially in my shoulders, and uh, I was training a lot at the time. I was, you know, fairly new into it. I was a blue belt. I was competing a lot, and I was a lot older than a lot of the guys I was competing against, so I was looking for an edge, and I saw forks over knives and made sense and I changed my diet and uh, yeah within a week or two that inflammation went away and I, I've been fairly injury free the, the whole time since I've been plant based it's been pretty incredible gotcha. now, B BJ really, yeah, sorry go ahead and I'm really small compared to a lot of the guys I train with so um, diets just played a huge part in me being able to train every day and healthy for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, I've talked to a lot of athletes who, to plant-based athletes who view their diet as kind of their competitive edge, um, but a lot of them took a long time to get there. And I know, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, is a, a very intense community that you often share the dojo with, um, 
you know, Aikido, mixed martial artists, uh, very intense people, and almost all of them are paleo. Um, what what kind of what kind of diet advice were you getting, you know, in the gym? You know, a lot of, a lot of the guys that when I, the gym I trained in in Hawaii was exclusively a jujitsu school, and uh, none of those guys were really doing paleo. To be honest, at, at my school, they were just kind of eating. I think, honestly, a standard American diet. I remember walking in for my Hawaii is a little different. That's yeah, Hawaii behind. <laughs> yeah. I was walking in the first day to train. It was like a Sunday morning and the black belt there he was eating like a like called Monapua. It's really gross. It's like this processed bread with like almost like a hot dog inside. Oh. No, it's like pork. It's like, yeah. you know, Korean pork. It's a yeah, it's a lot of meat. Though. Yeah, and he was like breakfast of champions. I was like, I can't believe this guy's a black belt that's eating this way. So a lot of them don't eat too healthy at the gyms I've trained at, to be honest. Okay. So h- how did you cross paths with Forks Over Knives? You know, I-, I assume that everyone's seen it by now, but almost no one has heard of it, like, in the real world. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I think I watched Food, Inc. on Netflix. I have a Netflix account, and I didn't have any other HBO or anything at the time, so I was watching a lot of Netflix, and... Food, food Inc. came up on my screen one day, and I watched that, and I was pretty impressed. And then I think it had, like, suggestions, you know, how they do that related to. Uh-huh. And I saw Forks Over Knives. I knew nothing about it at all. I had no preconceived notions. And I watched the documentary, and I was blown away. And one of my high school friends that I played football with on Facebook mentioned that I should read the China study. So I immediately ordered that online and jumped right into that, and I started to make changes pretty much right away. And it wasn't overnight. I was still eating some fish and stuff for a few months. But within, I think I watched it in August or 2010, maybe, uh, 2011, I'm not sure. And within six months, uh, I was I was fully vegan and haven't looked back since. Wow. So next month will be next month will be uh, in a few weeks will be four years uh, vegan. Gotcha. And and what about you, Michelle? What what led you to an interest in a plant based lifestyle? Well, I too watched Forks Over Knives, but for for me, I haven't really eaten a lot of meat for about I think it's been about eleven years now, and that that just came with. Uh, a yoga practice, I guess. I mean, obviously, it doesn't go this way for everyone because then everyone who practiced yoga would be a vegan. But as I got more and more into my yoga practice, I just desired uh, meat and junk food and stuff like that a lot less. But I was still eating fish and eggs and, and those sort of things and a little bit of dairy up until um, a few years ago. And then I saw forks over knives, and I was like, okay, <laughs> I, it's not good for me. And I was, I kind of felt like maybe it's good for me or it's good for my children up until that point. And I didn't really change anything right away until I watched forks over knives again. And then, and then it clicked, and I was like, okay, we're just not going to do this anymore. And so, you know, my kids and I, we, we pretty quickly eliminated, you know, the fish and the eggs. And it was really, it was an easy transition. It wasn't as major of a transition for me as it probably was for Jay. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. So what, your kids didn't give you any pushback? They weren't like, Mommy, we really love this stuff. What are you doing? They were like on board? Um, no, they, they really didn't because we ate mostly whole plant foods anyway at that time. We didn't do a lot of processed foods. We definitely weren't coming from a standard American diet. Um, and, you know, I, I was really into cooking and trying new things and stuff like that. So we really didn't, I really didn't get any pushback from the kids. They're not 100% plant-based because when they're with their father at dad's house, they they do eat animal products there, but they really do enjoy the foods that we eat at home. And there's absolutely never any, oh, you know, can't we just have chicken for dinner? No, they love the food. They really do. Uh-huh. Cool. So did they, um, um, how, you know, how, how old were they when they when you took them through this transition? Let's see, maybe about... Yeah, maybe six and seven. Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe a little, maybe a little younger. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you presented, so far we've talking about um, just from a health perspective. So was that, is that the perspective that you shared with them? Um, yeah, I did. I, we talk a lot about health and how the food, you know, what the food does to our bodies and, and you know, what kind of life we want to have and what kind of health we want to have in the future. And, um they're both athletic, my children. They want to be good athletes, so I talk a lot about that. But, yes, when I did transition to a plant-based diet, it was fully for health purposes, so that's what I spoke about with them. Now it's a little bit different. You know, we have connected with an ethical side to it as well. So that always is great with kids, too. Um, but, yeah, we did talk about that a lot. Uh-huh. So Because I'm, I'm thinking, um, remembering back to when I transitioned my family and my, my son, who's now 16, is actually the, here in the office with me today. He was reminding me about, like, you know, all those times when I, I made him like a tofu cake for his fifth birthday and he just like hated me and, you know, and the other kids just like <laughs> dumped it in the garbage. What did you do to... Uh, to help your kids see this as a joyous transition as opposed to, you know, like, you know, don't eat that, don't go to their house, or, you know, like, what, what did you, what, did, what mistakes did I make that you either avoided or, or found ways around? Now, don't get me wrong, there's definitely been difficult situations at birthday parties and, and things like that. Um, and, you know, they still do from time to time. If they go to a birthday party and I'm not there, hey, you know, I, I don't know what they eat. So I just kind of do what I can do and can control our home environment. They seem happy with that. I think my kids were just maybe at a really ideal age for it. And I think we just had never eaten a lot of animal products. So that once a week or something that mom made fish was not really, it wasn't really a huge shift for them. It wasn't really a big deal. Um, and I always tried to involve them when they were younger. They don't want to cook with me now, of course. They're too cool for that. But when they were younger, we would cook together. And I would give them little jobs, like, you know, peeling the vegetables and, and that sort of thing. And, and I think that that's a useful technique with, with kids because they like to have jobs. They like to help in the kitchen. And I think that that can be fun. So I tried to do a bit of that. But, um, yeah, that didn't stick, the helping in the kitchen part, unfortunately. <laughs> but they're still happy to eat the food. So I don't know. I think for us it just wasn't a huge leap as it is for, for some families. So maybe that's why it went a little bit smoother. 
But, um, you know, I think just trying to do like a variety of foods and, you know, we do, I do allow them to have the, the vegan junk food at times because my kids are, are somewhat in a permanent state of transition because they don't eat 100% fat-based. They eat, you know, animal products at their dad's house. So, um, you know, so having like the, the veggie burger, the frozen veggie burger, or like the tofu hot dog at like a vegan event or something like that, we do do that, you know, and I think, I think that's helpful with kids as well. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, uh, Jay, you watched Forks Over Knives. You changed your diet. You said within two weeks your inflammation was gone. You saw performance improvements in your in your martial arts practice. But then you took it to a whole nother level, right? You you got a uh, a not inexpensive certification from E. Cornell from the from T. Colin Campbell and the Nutrition Studies or the because it was the T. Colin Campbell Foundation at that point. Uh, what made yeah. what made you want to do this uh, um, on a you know I don't know if you were thinking about it on a professional level or if you just wanted to know more but what what led you to take that step? I just I don't know I'm really uh, weird about I I only like read books and do things that I'm like super into like I don't read a lot of uh, fiction stuff you know um, I read China Study and. I I think I I don't know if Cole came out by then maybe not I read McDougal's book and I read some other things and I just wanted a lot of knowledge because I just started spreading the message and I never really thought I would make a career out of this or anything like that but I just wanted to be knowledgeable I wanted I wanted my gun loaded if people gave me objections and I just I just didn't want to just not know what I was talking about you know. And I knew that that course would uh, provide that for me. So it was just an investment in in learning, you know. People spend 50 grand a year on college and take courses that they're not even interested in. But this was something that interested me. So I didn't think $1,100 was a big deal, even though financially it was at the time. Yeah. Did did you have that experience already that you said like, dude, I just I saw forks overnight. I changed my diet. It's amazing. And then people would come up with, well, well, you need you need carnitine. And what about methionine? And like, were, were people challenging you to some extent? No, you know, I, I don't know if it was my age or or what, but not really. I didn't get I didn't get a ton of pushback. You know, I first started talking about this on Facebook on my personal Facebook page. And uh, I had a couple people ask, what about protein and stuff like that? But just basic stuff, you know? I just, I always tried to back it up with an article or a video from someone who had more knowledge than me. I tried to get myself out of the way and not make it about me. And I think that's a problem for a lot of people. They get excited and they watch something like Forks Over Knives or read something or watch like, you know, a Dr. Greger video. And then they just start puking out of their mouth, you know, <laughs> just trying to explain something they really still don't know a lot about versus putting information in front of somebody else. So I just posted a lot of articles and videos and, and things like that on my Facebook. I'm very kind of analytical that way. Uh-huh. And that seems to work well. And then, when uh, my personal account kind of got sick of it, <laughs> I I made the uh, plant-based athlete page, which is now Thriving Plant-Based Facebook page. We changed the name, um, but uh, and I started just 
discussing over there. And I was fortunate enough to have a few people in the jiu-jitsu community that I knew shared my page on their pages, and it kind of started to grow from there. And then you know how that works. And once you get a little bit of a following, it can kind of just take off. Mm-hmm. So that's right. how that works. <laughs> gotcha. And so, so I'd love to ask about your uh, your social media presence. Um, you know, both of you, but specifically Michelle. I notice on the uh, Thriving Plant Based homepage, um, there's a welcome video, and then there's like uh, like a 15 second video of you in the yoga studio, almost like doing a striptease. <laughs> And, and I want to. Uh, I'm the one who put that on. That would be Jay doing. Okay, <laughs> but it doesn't look like Jay. <laughs> have you seen? Have you looked at my Instagram? Um, I am on your Instagram right now, and I want. I wanted to ask about like, you know, you. It, it seems like you're pretty open about um, you using um, attractiveness. To, to and, and sexuality to spread the message, and I wondered, you know, wh- how that came right. about. You know, just just let, let talk, let's talk about it because it's it's such a loaded topic for so many people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a ploy to draw people in. Although, if that's how it works, then great, because there's no wrong reason to start a whole foods plant based diet. You know, there's no wrong reason to do it. So if you, you want to do it because you want to look sexy, then, hey, you know, I think that's great. But I think, you know, with, with the style of yoga that I practice and I, I teach, and if you look at Instagram and, and what, what I put on there, that's just kind of authentically who I am and, and what comes out when I'm alone and I'm practicing. So I've, um, I put it out there for people to see. And, you know, people seem to dig it and they want to, they want to learn it, and I have fun with it, and I think it's—I um, don't know—I think it's a really great thing for for people to embrace that side of themselves because I think we all have that in us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <laughs> one of the, one of the I, things. I, so, I, so go ahead. Can I interject? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm actually personally all for it because I know that we're a society that tends to be, on the surface, pretty selfish and pretty self-absorbed and people want to look good and feel good and uh if they can see a a hot mom who's had two kids look like that and then they start asking questions what's your routine and you tell them what you eat and uh i think it's a great way to spread the message and like michelle said there's no wrong way to get people to eat a plant-based diet because both of us started this lifestyle for our health but Eventually, you can't help, but shortly after, it becomes an ethical thing. Um, and, you know, it's more for us now about, you know. Well, I think, you know, looking good and having, you know, the physique and that sort of um, <laughs> attractiveness level or whatever it is, is only going to help you spread the message more effectively because, you know, if you're if you're looking great and you're, you're physically fit, I think, you know, people can see that you're walking the walk, you know, and you're actually doing what you're preaching and there's a reason behind it. And I think I think it's just one more thing that helps spread the message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So many people have this perception of if you're vegan, you don't have enough protein. Yeah, people think you're scrawny, you can't be athletic, you're just a weakling, you know, and I hate that. 
so much. I hate that association with veganism, and we want to end that completely. We want people to think of vegans as strong and healthy and fit and athletic, and, and that's how we want it to be perceived. Gotcha. So, you know, I was, I've been going through the uh, the YouTube page on the th- th- Thriving Plant-Based, and it's way too many videos for me to watch to, to prepare. But I, you know, I, I watch several, and I, I kind of, you know, scroll down. So, and I saw you did a couple on uh, Essena O'Neill. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I guess the, Aus- yeah. the, the, <laughs> yeah. the Australian uh, Instagram star who... Um, kind of got all turned around by uh by her 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 own sure. her own demons in dealing with this 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 image thing and it occurs to me that um you know making a comparison between the two of you I you know I, I don't know how old you are but I'm certainly you're older than 18 and maybe the, yeah. you know there's a certain um level of life experience and maturity that you need in order to present a kind of, um, you know, sexy physique online without, like, buying your own marketing or having it define you? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Michelle's 39, by the way, and I'm 42. Yeah, I'm 39, so I'm a bit older than Athena, and I think I think she just, you know, got caught up in it, and everybody's really upset with her because she had such a huge, amazing platform to spread this message that we're all so passionate about, and if you're on YouTube, you know, you want what Athena has. You know, you want that huge platform. You want all those subscribers so that they'll listen to you when you talk about plant-based diet. And um, it's very frustrating for a lot of people that she let that go. But, you know, for her, everything she was putting out there was fake. She was, you know, she was making a living on Instagram, essentially. And so when you do that, you're promoting products that you don't like and maybe don't necessarily believe in. And I think that that sort of fakeness um, is what is what just got to her. And, you know, she's young and so she pulled away. But, I mean, I don't do any of that on my Instagram. I've never promoted a product. I don't, you know, I don't do paid posts at all. I know a lot of yoga people do. They do paid posts. They do, you know, cross promotions. I'm just sharing yoga and, like, pictures of fruit. You know, uh-huh. you can you can do with that what you will. Yeah, you're in you're I'm in the pocket of the papaya lobby, right? On there, huh? So you're in the pocket of the papaya lobby, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> the papaya people pay me big time. <laughs> we get emails every day from companies wanting her to to do that, but we just ignore the emails. Yeah, she does get yoga gear. I do get free yoga pants, lots of free yoga pants, but um. I only, you know, and I and I wear them because I like them, and and you know that's all they want you to do. But I don't, I don't do any paid posts or anything like that. So I feel like my Instagram is 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 very authentic. Like there's not a lot of fakeness going on there. I mean, I don't post all the time, but I fall on my head when I'm doing handstands and practicing. You see, like the nice business products, but you know, but it's pretty real aside from that. And a lot of the reasons she does like tag the clothing lines is because every time she does did a video and didn't people will go where do you get your oh my god everybody that's half the fun of looking at instagram for girls we <laughs> want to know where those cute yoga pants came from uh, <laughs> you gotta let them know okay cool I've, I've never had that question come up in any of my videos <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the world of instagram yoga <laughs> 
Right. People sometimes say, I think you have a, some food on your cheek there, but they never, they never ask about right? my clothes. <laughs> so when you, when you talk about keeping it real, uh, one of the things I noticed as I was scrolling down the titles of your videos is the word rant appears a lot. And so I clicked on some of them and the, the language can be salty and the passions run high. And I'm, I'm curious, I guess that's, that's, that's true of both of you, that you're, you have very, very strong opinions about what's right and wrong in the world. Um, can you just sort of sh share a little bit about like what, what really um, makes you angry out there that, that you would want to turn on the, the, the camera and rant about it? Um, <laughs> I, I think we really want to be ourselves on camera. And um, a lot of times people, you know, put this image out on social media and it's just not that who that person is in real life. So we swear in real life, so we're not going to not swear in our YouTube yeah. videos. You know, we try to be who we are. And the titles that we use, rant, that's just kind of a warning that that's probably what's going to yeah. probably going to see on the video. But there's plenty of other videos I do where I'm very calm and I don't switch. Yeah, and... of course. So most of our videos are, are pretty happy. Um, rants do come up, though, from time to time. But that's just kind of a YouTube thing that, that everybody, you know, is sort of angry videos. You know, that's the beauty of YouTube is that you can really – be yourself and put the content out there that you want out there and you're not beholden to any sort of companies or commercials or, you know what I mean, or sponsors or anything like that. You can just put it out there. And I think with the rant, people tend to really like those. Those are pretty much always the most popular videos. Uh, yeah, because I think a lot of people are just as frustrated as we are. Yeah, it's something very gratifying about seeing someone put into words all the things that you would kind of like to say, but maybe don't have the uh, cojones to say. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a YouTube sort of uh, thing, the ranting. I see. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, th I guess that means, you know, since you don't have these intermediaries, you don't have uh, sponsors, that your relationship on social media is really with your fans and followers. Yeah, sure. Uh, Absolutely. I, we've made so many amazing connections with amazing people on there, you know. Um, yeah, and one, it's wonderful. Yeah, 100% of our business is through social media. Through social media. We don't pay for marketing. We don't, we've never once paid for marketing. We don't um, <clears throat> use companies on our website to pay us. We don't have any ads on our website, as you see. We try to just uh, generally spread the message for free on social media. And those people that want a little bit more help on their diet or want to be joined part of a community or want to start yoga, we make the price very reasonable, you know, $9.99 a month for them to support us. Because if you've, in, if, if you've influenced anyone or been influenced in your life, sometimes you want to support those people. I know in my life, people that have really influenced or helped me anytime that they ask for help or have a product come out, I tend to support that. So... Like, yeah, it's a really nice community that we have on our website. I feel like everyone on there just gets to know each other. We have a forum, and people ask questions, and everyone kind of helps each other out. And it's really just – it's a really nice place to connect with some like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I know – you know, I, I like to write a lot, and I have not had that same sort of 
two-way connection, you know, so I write and I blog and I write yeah. books, but it's, it's not, and I, and I do this podcast, but I don't have the same um, sort of direct feed, feed, feedback yeah. stream and interaction. And I, sometimes I sit down to write and I'm like, I wonder what, what would be helpful for people. And I guess you don't have that problem. You know exactly because people ask you questions and they comment and they compliment yeah. and they complain. So what, what have you, what have you learned? Like what, what sorts of things do people really want to hear from you? They want to know if, if we get, there's like probably like a top five questions that we just get over and over and over again. And you need to just be completely patient and continue to answer them as long as people need them answered, you know? I mean, they're usually very basic things that they want to know. Like what? Find that right? What do you eat? They, they want to know exactly what you eat. Uh -huh. <laughs> they all want to look exactly like Michelle when they're, when they're 30. Hell, when, at 18, they want to look like her. <laughs> but, you know, they're very impressed. Like like I said, that's why we kind of spread it the way we do, because the reality is that's what people really want initially is they, they want to look better and feel better. So a lot of the questions come down to diet and uh what exercise program do you guys do? Yeah. And or they have they have some kind of physical ailment and they want to know how to fix it. And we can, and we can't answer all the questions. There's some some pretty unique things that go on in the forum, like dealing with you know digestive issues or 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 things that we haven't come across. And that's what's to be the forum. But someone else in the forum might be able to help us. So it's a nice little community that way. Uh huh. Do 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 people sort of look at you guys uh, f uh, for for answers beyond the scope that you're comfortable of? No, I've never been uncomfortable by a question, but I get all kinds of questions. You know, for for whatever reason, I seem to attract very young girls, uh -huh. um, and so I, like you said, with social media, it's very interactive, especially with Snapchat. I don't know if you're hip to Snapchat yet, but your 16-year-old definitely is. Uh -huh. um, so that's like a form of social media that we're very interactive on. So I'll get Snapchats from young girls and, you know, difficult situations at home or whatever it is. And, yeah, they're definitely outside of the scope of, like, you know, plant-based diet and yoga. But, you know, I'm always... You know. Hey, uh, a lot of these girls, I mean, I'll admit most of the followers are girls. <laughs> a lot of these girls, um, they really look up to Michelle as like a mother figure, you know? Yes, I guess the I wish you were my mom comment Maybe, a lot. <laughs> but I think a lot of their moms are not as, you know, open about them being vegan. You know, they're, they're let's face it, the next generation, the, the generation that's going to take plant-based or vegan to the next level is the younger generation. It really is. A lot of the... Yeah. People our age are kind of stuck in their mindset that mm -hmm. they've been marketed to their whole life in the meat and dairy industry, commercials, and big business. And so a lot of these parents don't understand their kids and where they're coming from. They kind of look up to Michelle in that sense. And we really, we're really kind of open to any question. We don't get offended. We don't get, you know, yeah. embarrassed by anything. That, and that's kind of what we wanted to do. We want to create a really authentic community where people can be themselves and ask us anything. Mm. When, when I think about, you know, young girls, as you said, in today's social media and culture, it scares me. The, the kind of messages they're getting, the kind of influences 
that are out there. What what are some of the things that that you see that you you try to sort of re-educate them or support them around? Hmm. Well, I think you mean scary in in the sense that the the types of images that young girls are always. Well, I think I think about you know sort of um, you know the beauty image the industry kind of making you know making girls feel insecure about their bodies. Um, for sure. Yeah. You know, on, on the on the one yeah, hand, they could they, they could look at you and feel insecure about their body, but on the other hand, you're not trying to sell them, um, you know, a starvation diet or a pill. Exactly. I'm not selling them a diet pill or a quick fix or anything like that. And I think I've never. I mean, I don't know. I've never gotten that feedback um, in social media that 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 some that I'm making anyone feel insecure. It's more. It's more so that they're inspired to see, you know, what you can actually do with your body, what you can, what you can be. And, you know, it doesn't matter that you've had kids. It doesn't matter that you're 40 years old or, you know, I think it's, I think it's more than that. I think the image of, you know, that, that young girls, that is kind of damaging to them that, you know, I mean, we had it when I was a kid too. When I was a kid, everyone was talking about the fashion magazines and, and stuff like that and how that was so damaging and women were so skinny and, and, and stuff like that. But I'm out there showing people, you know, basically my body because I'm promoting a really healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's, that's maybe the, the, that we're trying to retrain people to know is that you, you don't have to, to starve yourself. You don't need pills. You don't need pills or potions. You don't need to over-exercise or, you know, you know, just kill yourself to, to look the way you want to look. You know, you can, you can be healthy and fit, you know, with just finding your, your physical exercise or whatever it is that you're passionate about. Like Jay loves jujitsu. I love yoga. We just do those things. I'm not running on a treadmill because I want to look a certain way in a bikini. I'm just eating as much whole plant foods as I want and doing yoga because I love it. And I think that's really inspiring. And I think that, hopefully we're we're making you know the young girls see that that that's the way to go not uh a juice cleanse for seven days out of every month <laughs> yeah our, our motto if you watch any of our stuff is always the same thing is consistency yeah and i think uh, the younger generation or in our society in general tends to want things now they want quick fixes they want pills potions they want liposuction whatever and our message is consistency. Find an exercise, a, a, an activity that you love, that you're passionate about. For Michelle, that's yoga. For me, that's jujitsu. And do that every day because you love it, because it makes you a better person. It makes you happier. It, it, it makes you calmer in other aspects of your life. And eat whole plant foods. You know, we don't binge on the weekends. We don't eat junk food on the weekend. We consistently eat whole plant foods, every single meal. Occasionally, we will eat out at a restaurant that does have some oil in it, but outside of that, our diet is 100% whole food plant-based, and you don't see a lot of that in this world, and I think if you teach young people consistency, it can carry over into other aspects of their life and make them a better person and make them more successful in life and make them, you know, life's hard work. It's not easy, and there's no, there's no shortcuts, and if you want to achieve anything in life, whether that be physical, mental, career, you have to be consistent to get to your goal. And that's really what we want to approach. And we'll never, ever see us 
promoting a product or a pill or a skinny tea or anything like that. Yeah. It's just going to promote <laughs> consistency. Right. And, and, and as I, you know, I think about this, like the, the messages that I see young girls get and really, really women of all ages around, you know, their, their self-esteem is tied to their looks, um, that, they're, that there's always something wrong with them. And in our society, it's like if, you know, to look like you look, Michelle, it's almost like unless you discover a natural lifestyle, including whole food, plant-based nutrition, and a consistent practice, that the only way to get there is to do harm to yourself. So it's, it's almost like you're, right. you're being very subversive in this society and saying there's a way to be, to be good to yourself that also makes you hot, as opposed to... Right. Be, be, I mean, it's the only way that's sustainable. I mean, you can starve yourself or harm yourself or take a pill and, you know maybe get there and be there for a little while, but it's not sustainable. It's not healthy, but, you know, there absolutely is a way to be and look your best. And, you know, it just so happens that it's really good for you too. Yeah. And if you look at, <laughs> if you look at societies and cultures, you, I mean, you, you write these books, you know, where the, the blue zones and all these cultures, that the majority of their calories come from whole plant foods. They're all lean. They're not overweight. They're not yeah. overweight. They don't have to starve themselves. They don't have to take potions. They get daily exercise. Most of that was, you know, walking or doing manual labor. They're not constipated. They don't have acne. They're and, just, you know, living life. Yeah, and that's what we want to. That's what it's we want to. So simple, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is. We get so many. We tell them what we do, and they're like, "What, what about the?" They just overcomplicate. Yeah. People tend to overcomplicate things because. Eat plants and move your body. Exactly. That's it. That's all you need to do. End of story. (laughs) (laughs) And do it consistently for a long time. Yeah. Right. And I can, you know, I certainly can see the consistency that you're talking about uh, manifest in your business, in the consistency of your YouTube, your Instagram, your Facebook posts. um, That I think, Jay, when I started following you, you had fewer than a thousand people. Um, yeah. And, you know, as I, I've started a whole bunch of new things, and honestly, I look at the numbers sometimes and I go, do I really want to send out a newsletter to 30 people? <laughs> and <laughs> it's. You uh, have to. That's the key. Just, you, do, you don't do this because you want to have a big bong. You don't do this because you want a paycheck at the, five years from now. You do this because you love it and you're passionate about spreading the message. And if you find something in life that you're passionate about and uh, you consistently do that, you're going to find a way. There's a great um, Alan Watts video I love, and he talks about, um, I forget the name of it. I'm trying to remember. But he talks about that in his video. Uh, find out what you love to do, and you do that, and some there will be a need for someone to, to learn that or make money off of that, finding your passion, you know, um, versus just getting a job to sit behind a desk and do that. So uh-huh. we start, I started spreading this message because I was passionate about it. I had another job, and I honestly had no intention of being in the place I am today. I just did it because I really wanted to spread the message. And if, if you do that consistently, consistently you're going to see results. Yeah, I, I watched that video where you're driving and you're talking about, I just gave my two weeks notice because I've been uh, sort of, uh, you know, selling wine for 12 years and I'm not yeah. really into it anymore. And I really, 
was was taken by how open and vulnerable you were being. I guess you know you gave us, you gave the internet your two weeks notice like roughly the same time you gave your your boss. Yeah, uh, <laughs> keeping it real. Michelle and I try to, you know, as much as you can, you you open yourself up for a lot of a lot of trolls on the internet, but we really try to just put ourselves out there online and try to let people see us for who we are. And uh, I think being genuine can really inspire people because not everyone's perfect. And, you know, I went through a really rough situation last month. Um, my dog passed away and it was really hard for me. Michelle and I have talked about this. Sometimes just going on your social media and, and just talking can actually be therapy for you too. Oh, absolutely. You know? I find so it a lot. As much mm. as we, we've probably helped some people, this, this whole thing we're doing has really helped us and our, our personal group as well because you can't really make a video telling people how you should act if you're not walking the walk, you know? <laughs> and uh, so this has been a, a blessing for us as well and, and really helped us grow, I think. What, do you experience um, negativity from social media as well, from, from putting yourself out there? People who are, you know, trolling and um, flaming? Not a, and... Not a lot. I mean, there's, I think that some the negativity that I have gotten are from the people who are absolutely nuts. <laughs> just, and you, you can't even take it seriously because they're just, nut bars um yeah but that not not really not not a lot of negativity it's been overwhelmingly positive it's the easy way to attract a big following and to get negativity is yeah. to talk about other big youtubers or other people in society uh -huh. and we don't try we don't generally do that yes once in a while we'll do one of those videos where we talk about someone else but um we kind of just spread our message our way and we don't really try to bring anyone else into it. So the people we get following us aren't someone who follows, you know, XYZ bodybuilder and right. can talk how bad about their diet and how they took steroids and now they're coming over to troll. Yeah. The, the, the best way to grow your channel fast is to talk bad about other big YouTube channels. And like everyone knows that the YouTube game and uh, we just haven't really done that. Um, yeah. We could probably have a, yeah. Sure. We probably have a bigger YouTube following, but we really don't want to just. We want to just be ourselves online. Yeah. It's not really our personal. We're never gonna. We're never gonna make a lot of money on YouTube, so we don't really see the point of like doing these silly things to <laughs> to grow our channels wildly. You know, we just we'll just be ourselves and and have whoever comes comes. You know. Uh huh. Gotcha. Um. So what's What's next for you guys? You're building this this community, very very reasonably priced, uh, less than ten dollars a month uh, for for yoga, for recipes, for uh, inspiration and chat. Are, is your plan to just keep keep growing that community? Do you have other projects you're working on? We are uh, in the process of meeting tomorrow with a web designer. We're going to revamp the website so it looks looks nicer. But yeah, that's generally our plan is just to continue to grow this community and and help people and coach people on their diets and introduce them to yoga and uh, keep going. Who knows what will come up in the future? <laughs> yeah, the the website is a vehicle for us to be able to spread this message full time. And the more 
people we get following us on social media, it's a numbers game, you know. The 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 more our website will grow. Uh-huh. But we really just want to keep spreading our message and we talk to each other about this sometimes. One of us might get down or whatever, but it's just like just put our head down and be consistent and I think good things will happen, you know, versus trying to think about a paycheck or an angle or anything like that. Right. So something may come up, there may be a new social media link, a new a new thing in a year that we jump on to. Who who knows? How we'll make more money. Who knows? I mean a year and a half ago we had no idea that yeah, this was, you know, <laughs> two years ago, we didn't even know each other. Yeah, a year ago this month, that's when I said, hey, do you want to start a website? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, 13 months ago, this wasn't even a thought. And she was like, sure. And we started to launch the website. It took a little bit longer than we thought. We launched the website April 24th of this year. So, you know, we're just getting started and uh, we're excited about our future and um, we're really excited about the vegan message. We thought 2015 was an amazing year, and we're seeing a lot of changes. It's it's pretty amazing. So we're glad to be part of that, and we're going to just keep spreading this message. Awesome. Awesome. You know, thank you. Do you want to add to that, Michelle? No, you said it perfectly. <laughs> so I, thanks to people like you and all the authors out there that are giving it credibility. We really appreciate oh, yeah. everything you guys are doing, too. Well, thanks. So I'm I'm curious, um, Michelle, how 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 your kids feel about you being like so public about your life, and uh, you know, do, do they do they want to join you? Do they want to like bury their heads? <laughs> and, um, they think I'm really cool. That you know, they're still young at that age where they think you know your parents are really cool. So. <laughs> So they, they like it. They think it's cool. My daughter loves it. If I'm ever making a video or doing a snap or anything, she wants to be right in there. Like she's a complete, yeah, yeah she's a complete ham <laughs> that way. Um, I, I think they both like it. Like if we go out somewhere and like someone recognizes me, they think it's, they think it's cool. You know, they're definitely not burying their head, but who knows when they're teenagers that, that might all change. But for now, for now, they're on board. And, you know, they don't watch my YouTube channel. It's certainly not for kids. So <laughs> they don't really know what I talk about on there. They just know that mom promotes, you know, plant-based diet and mommy likes to do yoga. And so that's, that's pretty much the extent of it. My daughter, she's done a couple of tutorials with me. We've done some yoga tutorials for kids that are on my YouTube channel. And she's been on those and stuff and she really she really likes it they they talk about having their own youtube channel <laughs> we'll see they think it's cool like last weekend two weekends ago we were at the miami seed food and wine festival at an event and these girls came up to us and were like oh my god michelle and like, you know and their kids see that so they think it's cool i think it's keeping me cooler than i would be otherwise uh-huh. i don't know We'll see how long I can keep them thinking I'm cool. I don't know. It's it's bound to end for sure in high school. I'm going to work it out while I can, though. Right, right. (laughs) And then, you know, when they turn 25, then you can be cool again. Right? That's that's about it. There's going to be, like, a good nine-year period where I'm not cool, though. (laughs) I don't know. I still think she's pretty cool. You think so? Yeah. We're going to look around and see their parents' mom. Like my mom's definitely cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gotcha. So before you go, um, what do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were eating during this whole interview. I was eating uh, banana ice cream with spinach, dates, and oats in it, and Jay was drinking a green smoothie. <laughs> I had, uh, I had uh, bananas, a few dates, spinach, and some chia seeds. Uh, uh, we eat a variety of whole plant foods. Uh, the bulk of our diet, we, we live in a tropical area, so we eat a lot of fruit. We get good deals on fruit, especially in the summer. Right now in the house, we have black sapote. We have lots of bananas. We have some dates. We have jackfruit. We have a few persimmons. And then we eat oats. Uh, right. Sweet potatoes. Lots of potatoes. Sweet potatoes, Yukongo potatoes, brown rice, black beans, garbanzo beans, salads, whole wheat pastas. You know, Michelle makes it interesting. She makes some cool dinners. We have a lot of free re recipes on our website. And uh, we experiment, but we always keep the whole plant foods in there. And, yeah, I would say 50% raw and the rest cooked plant foods, if I had to guess, maybe. But, uh, yeah, depends on the year and what we have in the house. Yeah, it depends sometimes, on the day. Yeah, sometimes in the summer, if we have a lot of mangoes and other fruits, we... We tend to eat more fruit, and then in the winter, like last month, there wasn't much fruit down here, so tend to eat more oatmeal and starchy meals. So a lot of fruit, a lot of starches. That's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much our diet. We do a lot of greens as well, but you know, we we try to focus on the other things when we talk to people because greens. That's the thing with vegans is they think as a vegan we just eat salads all day, and and salads are great. We eat tons of salads and tons of greens, but you know it's not enough calories and that. So yeah, and being an athlete, I need yeah to make sure we need to eat enough. yeah. What you would expect to eat? I'm sure we eat a lot of the same things you eat. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I think you do a lot more raw. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, but a lot of that is Michelle lived in Southern California. I lived in Hawaii, and now we live in an hour. Yeah, if I lived in a colder place, even in California when I was there, I didn't do as much raw. But uh, it's just it's just kind of however we're feeling. We're not we're not the the type of uh, plant food people that are like, oh, I've got to be raw during the day. No, it's like if you want oatmeal for breakfast, eat some oatmeal for breakfast. So it's just kind of whatever you're feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. We just really like high quality fruit. We just love fruit. <laughs> so before, I, think, so I, think, I think a lot of the reason we love fruit is we both work out during the day. Michelle does her yoga typically in the afternoon, and I do jiu-jitsu uh, 11 a.m. usually. So when we start our day with fruit, you know, digest really quickly. Yeah. And we have the energy to work out, and uh, it's, it's light in the digestion. When it's hot and sweaty, you don't really want, like, a hot cooked meal in the middle mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah. Especially in the summer in Miami. When it's Ooh, yeah, not in the summer. In the middle of the summer in Miami, you just want a mango, let me tell you. <laughs> right. So when people join your membership site, um, do they do it because they uh, – um, they're starting a transition and they want a guide or have they been vegan or plant-based for a while and they're running out of ideas or they're, they're feeling like they're going to be recidivist and go back to meat or is it like all of those? All of those. All of them. Yeah. All of them. A lot of it's yoga. Yeah. So a lot of people come for the yoga. A lot of people come for the community and a lot of people come 
because they need help, like, tinkering with their diet or whatever it is. Um, and a lot of them are just great. They're, they're very supportive of our social media, and they know that 10 bucks a month isn't a big deal. It's two trips to Starbucks, and they want to support us and be part of our community and hang out with us. So yeah, it's been awesome. It's a pretty wide range. and A very wide range of ages, too, as yep. well. All over the world. That's People, only, only about 50% of our members are from the U.S. Yeah, we started a... a one of the guys started a thread on the forum and said, where's everyone from? And it blew me away. Yeah. You name it, we have members from there. It's, it's, pretty, been, it's, pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Sounds, sounds, sounds like you guys need to do a round-the-world trip to meet all your fans. We do. We would love to do that. <laughs> that sounds great. I'll just, you want to watch my kids for me while we go? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, do it quick before they don't think I'm cool. Right. <laughs> the first step, though, is we're going to be starting up a uh, local get-together about once or twice a month down here. Yes, absolutely. We'll have a little, uh, instead, of a bar- uh, instead of a barbecue, we will have a fruit luck once a month. But <laughs> we just need to get our blessing gear and organize yeah, that. It was a busy fall, Michelle's kids. At sports, so that's over with. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna start that, and hopefully we can meet some like-minded people down here and get to hang out with everyone every month. So okay. we've already had a lot of interest, and some people want to drive three or four hours from other parts of Florida to come hang out. So it should be pretty cool. It'll be awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, so I, I uh, arranged this interview just because I love the, the the work you're doing and the way you present it. I didn't realize I was also going to be taking notes on another pad for business ideas for myself. <laughs> but you guys, you you guys, have, there's a whole bunch of stuff you're doing that makes just yeah, just, we're just, just makes. We're just figuring it out. <laughs> if I could use any advice, any advice to people out there looking to to do it, is just start. Yeah, don't don't think you have to have. We we just started. You don't have to have every detail figured out. Just get it going. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can make it better as you go. But just uh, just start. Yeah. All right. Well, so we'll we'll see how those words land in me and what I start doing because I, you know, I think consistency has been one of my issues. Where I'll like do three videos and go, oh, those were fun, and <laughs> then I don't do another one. So that's great, great advice on, on every level. Yeah, we go through that ourselves sometimes. So this month I, I'm, I'm making a commitment to do 30 videos in 30 days on my YouTube. So um, end the year strong. And uh, <laughs> that's the key is just being consistent. So set a goal of, you know, I'm going to do two videos a week and try to stick to that goal. Right on. The more you do, the easier to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. The first days are the hardest days. Yeah, I, I did a YouTube video about that once where, you know, the longer I stay away from YouTube, the harder it is to make a video. But if you make a video yesterday, it's a lot easier to make a video today, for sure. Right. All right. Well, Michelle and Jay, thank you so much. This has been inspiring on, on many levels. And I hope people will, will check you out. The, the website is thrivingplantbased.com. And there's a, a, a ton of free stuff. And I'm sure when people check it out, they'll see the sense in two Starbucks a month worth of membership. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for having us. This was fun. Yeah, be well. <laughs> Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Plant Yourself podcast. If you're a new listener, you can catch back episodes and subscribe at plantyourself.com. If you'd like to support the show, the best way is to spread the word. Social media, email, go to iTunes and leave a review and some stars. And if you'd like to support it in an even more tangible way, there's a donate button at plantyourself.com on the right side. And that will help defray the cost of hosting, the cost of upgrading and maintaining equipment, and more to the point these days, my own time. This uh, program takes about a day a week. And as I'm building a health concierge practice, I find myself struggling sometimes to keep a balance. So if this podcast could start bringing in some money for me, that will help me devote the time to it that it requires and deserves. In garden news, the garlic is starting to come up, which is amazing because it's been cold here, we've had freezing nights, and also when I pull off the row covers, the kale is looking particularly beautiful too, as well as some of the other cruciferous vegetables like broccoli rabe. And it reminds me that sometimes plants do better under some duress. The cold, the freezing, the frosts actually help these plants grow better and become sweeter and more full of nutrition. And so, I think about all of us. There are times in our life when we're under stress, and my hope and wish for all of us is that those times help us become more resilient, stronger, and better able to share our own nutrients of soul with those around us. And as always, be well, my friends.